What is up, everybody? How we doing? Episode 267 of Living Off the Land. It's, oh, I almost said it's Tuesday night. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. Uh, this is Living Off the Land. Episode 267. Sands Steven, uh, he is on the Jersey Shore. He is enjoying a nice week of vacation. I uh, hope he's having fun. Uh, maybe he checks in and listens to this while he's on the beach, and I'm jealous. But anyway, I've got former co-host, uh, I don't know what we decided on for the summer. Summer intern. Summer intern. I'm still the summer intern. <laughs> Ryan Donathan here, uh, chopping it up with me tonight. Ryan, what's up? Oh, how we doing, man? Doing well over here. We, we just got off the golf course. We had a night, man. Yeah. And I emphasize night because we were there forever. Yeah. Uh, it was. I. I don't know if I've had a more irritating group in front of me. Oh God. Ever. <laughs> I, so. I'm new to the game. Uh, we've talked about that a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm learning a little bit about golf and golf etiquette. And um, we played uh, behind. It was There were four people, but only two of them were playing. Two of yep. The other two were hanging out in the cart. And you would have thought there were seven people up there. Listen. It was outrageous. We were playing. We played at Ridgewood, which uh, any golfers out there know that is in Parma. So you can go ahead and take that with what you will. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, to let you know of the clientele that was playing in front of us, but yeah. uh, but let's not let's not uh, not dwell on let's that. not dwell on the negative. Let's talk about the positive. We played some actually some good golf tonight. It was it was weird. Yeah, I so we we, <laughs> we scrambled with your brother. Yeah, and uh, collectively what two under par? Two under. On on the, the, we on, played nine on the back nine. Played the back nine at Ridgewood. Two I, under. We uh, the last five holes we went three four three three three. It was uh, it was pretty in, it was pretty impressive. We had yeah. a lot of birdie opportunities. We even had an eagle putt on we the did. table at one point. Yeah, you you drove the that short par four. You put it pin high about uh, about twenty five yeah. thirty feet to the right. And then we all duffed the uh, initial putt. The eagle putt was rough for yeah. all of us. Yeah, but yeah. still birdied it. You had a you had a you we had luckily a, you dropped had a that delightful birdie putt. Yeah, good save. We had a uh, few good saves. You had an awesome save on nine. Oh. We we had a bo- we had a bogeyless round uh, up until nine, and we all. Uh, I duffed my my uh, tee shot. Uh, you hit yours in the bunker on the mm-hmm. left. My brother mm-hmm. hit his uh, right of the cart path on the right. So we ended up playing his. He duffed his chip into the bunker. Uh, I did the same. You did the I same. I didn't even make it to the bunker. I went <coughs> ten feet. Maybe I got it on the green, <laughs> and it was it was probably about twenty feet uh, away. But I was able to get it over the bunker. Thankfully, um, I was just happy we were on. So we had a chance at. Uh, at a par and that would that was for a bogeyless round and me and my brother both put it close so we were in for a bogey but we didn't obviously didn't want that <laughs> the the best thing about your putt is you absolutely drilled it i hit a like, laser like if that was <laughs> laser three inches to the right it was 20 <laughs> feet past oh yeah but you hit it dead center cup and because it was dark and it was the end of the round we just left the pin in Thankfully, we did. Yeah, because you hit it dead center, hit the pin, dropped right in for par. Yeah, so we it, had that, the bogeyless round. That sucker was cooking. I uh, yeah, I yeah. That I probably would have been one where it would have hit the back lip and like bounced straight up and like just behind the hole. Yeah, it, it, the pin was the real MVP on that one. Uh, but 
I will take it nonetheless. Oh, hell yeah. Because the last time I went out, I had a really tough time with the putter, and we all putted pretty damn well today. Yeah. Like, your brother had the three-wood work and something fierce. He was hitting bombs yeah, with dude. three-wood. Mike was hitting the three-wood like 245, 250. super consistent. You you were – Finally. You, you, dude, you were, I think, you hit – what seven or eight of of finally. the nine fairways? Yeah, like, uh, finally. Off the yeah, you were you probably. Were yeah, I think. Well, actually, six because I missed the one. The that one nine. Three, yeah, nine. I missed. I duffed one, and then one. Be I. I. I aim left because I play a slice. So I. I. I was slicing it back into the fairway, and the one on seventeen. I actually. I hit pretty good. I just hit it straight, so it went mm-hmm. straight left. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, man. We that yeah, was, it was a good time. I mean, yeah. once uh, once you uh, you told those people like, hey, uh, let's play through. Uh, we actually played like the last four holes really quickly yeah. and was able to get. I was thinking we weren't going to get like we were only getting like four or five yeah, holes. We went out right around six twenty ish, which I know is pushing it, but like, well, in our defense, we were there at five forty five. Yeah, we just were buried behind. Yeah. so many groups. Well, yeah, the. Uh, uh, the nice lady at the uh, at the at the uh, pro shop uh, told you that uh, um, they had a league and they weren't going to let anybody else out until six fifteen. Well, little did we know that was a lie. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't until entirely truthful. But anyway, whatever. Like we said, ended up at the end of the day getting nine in. I've never played that well. I mean, yeah, that was good. Certainly as an individual, ever ever, but uh, even yeah. as a scramble group before, that was that was awesome. Yeah, like, like the potting was great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I was hit, I that was my best round off the tee by far this year. Yeah, that was. Um, you hit were, a couple good drives. I had a couple. I didn't have. I had the ugly was ugly, but the good was also really yeah. good. Yeah, well, so you had I'll, that. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, you had that good one on the big par five, and then you yeah. drove the green on that drivable par four. Yeah, I had that bad boy about two thirty. Yeah, two thirty five. I didn't. I, I didn't think it got there, and the we ended up getting. Uh, we ended up letting a single um, uh, play with us, so we had four. And uh, super cool guy, by the way. Awesome. Um, but uh, he's like, yeah, dude, you got to the fringe. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't think that did get there. And then I'm yeah. driving up. It was on the green. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I went around the backside of it looking for thinking I, I – like, like, to the right I, or like, behind I, off to yeah. the right or overshot even. Yeah. And, uh, and then dude, I, heard, pin I, high. I heard you guys hollering, like, no, you're on. And I was like, no shit. So, yeah, man, we had a round. We yeah. definitely had a round. That was, that was some good I wonder times. if Jimmy had the same luck. He was playing at Bob Link tonight. I don't know if – yeah, we'll and find Ava, out. Him yeah. and, he said – because I invited him too. Yeah. He said him and uh, Johnny were <laughs> – had like a uh, rain check round at oh, Bob yeah. Lake or something. Yep. So hopefully, and, uh, uh, hopefully gotta, they played well. I got to carry the good juju because I have uh, I, I play tomorrow. I got a tea time tomorrow at ten fifteen. Yeah. Um, and uh, over in Grafton. Yeah, this is your last week of freedom. You're getting in all the golf you can. Huh? I'm trying to golf as much as possible because yes, uh, we have a couple uh, teacher in service days. It's Big eagle Monday. guy over here now. Yeah, it's, uh, an e- uh, an eagle of St. Edwards, San Eduardo. Yeah, St. Edwards so, High School. So yeah, nice. that'll be uh, yeah. We start up next week, and then it's 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 back to real life. So yeah, it has been it has been fun playing a lot of golf. You know what I kind of want to do? I'm I, the one out in North uh, Ridgel's kind of out there, but there's mm-hmm. that simulator that has a league. Oh yeah, and I'm kind of thinking like like in the winter. Yeah, like a winter time lead just to like just to keep playing. Yeah, I might be up for it. I don't know. It's just it's it's a little bit of a hike, but I don't know. It might be kind of fun because I am when I say an addict, I am full. Is it North Ridgeville? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a little. It's a tiny little spot. It's like four simulator bays. It's BYOB. Like there's no bar service. Oh wow. There's no food. It's just bring in your own food. Bring in your own drinks. 
uh, and it's four bays. It's it's uh, forty bucks an hour, but that's like regardless of how many people. So you go yeah. with a couple buddies, and it ends yeah. up pretty reasonable, pretty fast. Yeah. Um, you go for two hours for like twenty bucks if you bring yeah. four people. If you four take guys. if you take enough people, absolutely, yeah. So it's pretty fun, man. I I definitely I want to get back out there again and because uh, I went a couple times this past winter just with somebody like not even it was more like Aprilish like right when I was starting like deciding I was going to get into the game and it was just so ugly. So it'll be fun to get back out there <laughs> now that I've again there's still plenty of ugly, but the good is showing up more often. So for sure, that'll be good. So I just got hope that uh, the rain gods stay away tonight. Yeah. Um, Cause it's, I don't know if you're going to get that. Uh, it's looking wet. I just need it to stop early enough. Yeah. By 10 a.m., it's still going to be not – I mean, it'll be squishy. You know? Yeah. Might be car path only on a couple of the par threes, maybe some uh, – Golfing in, in your waders. I'll do whatever i got to do, man. I'll, I'll go out there in a, in, in a full uh, wetsuit if I need to. <laughs> I'm just trying to play as much golf as I can <laughs> in the next couple of days. I just try to play, man. Oh. So, All uh, right. But cool. Yeah. yeah. And I tell you what, the, the one sidebar to, to – uh, the one piece about playing behind such a slow group, we hit we hit some beers, man, and uh, yeah, I'm, I, I was like, oh, dinner was uh, a couple of Miller Lights, and, uh, and then we cracked, yeah, because yeah, oh god, because <laughs> we played so late, so yeah, we're sipping on. Uh, you want to tell them what you got? Oh, there you this, go. Yeah, this is all you. How about that for a segue? Hey, well, so so full disclosure, I had a different beer in mind. Uh, we're gonna kind of talk about it a little bit, but uh, I wanted to do seventy three Kolsch uh, tonight uh, from Great Lakes. Um, the Joe Thomas beer because he got inducted into the Hall of Fame last week. My guy. Uh, and so I wanted to do that for him. The uh, beverage store that I usually go to to get the beer of the week uh, <laughs> was closing as we pulled into the parking lot. Apparently he uh, cleared out his register drawer or whatever, and he's like, oh, closed. I'm like, oh, great. So I ended up going to a local gas station, and uh, they did not have the beer I wanted. So, and the selection was very slim, unless we were going to drink Bud Light or something like that. Never know, man. But, uh, yeah. So, went with Great Lakes tonight and uh, went with a beer that I've actually, that I've had a few times now, but we've never had on the podcast. It is one of their new beers to their lineup this year. And it is, (laughs) Ryan talked about the fact that we had a couple beers on the golf course. Uh, yeah, we're gonna and add, and a, then he bought a hammer, a <laughs> <laughs> beer too. Yeah, everybody just came and went. Yeah, just yeah. threw it on the table and said, uh, "Deal with it." <laughs> so we're, <laughs> hey man, it was that or it was like uh, you know natty or something. You know, so a good natter day. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we are drinking vivacious double double. Yeah, for those of you at home that are counting, double IPA, niner niner. Percent uh, alcohol by volume, forty IBUs. It's delicious. It's good, isn't it? But it's a hammer. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's yeah. a problem. Yeah, sip on that. <laughs> I know. I'm drinking it like a Miller Lite. And I'm going to be sideways. I'm not going to leave tonight. I'm just going to sleep on the couch. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, good vibes and delicious intertwine in every sip of this bold, smooth drinking double IPA. I will say, as far as double IPAs go, this is smooth. This yes. is really smooth. This yes. is dangerous. Sip it, Ryan. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm. I'm already. I'm like a runaway freight train. Yeah. A couple of beers to prime the pump. But no, this. This does not taste uh, <laughs> like a normal double. If you told, like, if you put this in front of me and didn't tell me that it was nine yeah. percent, I would not. I certainly would not have thought. 
Um, right. It's super tasty. It's it's definitely way more drinkable than you would have thought. It could be the three Miller Lights talking at this point. Could I don't be. know. Do you get a little bit of a, a hazy vibe to it? A little bit, yeah. It is it's kind a of a, fruity. It is. It's a little bit on the like that juicier side of things for yeah. sure. It's it's definitely not like West Coast. Um, no, and it, and that's great for me. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll I I'm. I'll take a West Coast IPA every once in a blue moon, but I really got to sure. be in the mood for that. Yeah, I really. Yeah, this yeah. is way more my speed. This is quite nice. Um, yeah, really good. I I like it a lot. Uh, I always get it now when I go to Great Lakes, mm-hmm. uh, which weirdly enough is more frequent than it used to be. Not because I don't. Not because I like it now more than before. It's just you know I'm I'm in Ohio City uh, a little bit more uh, right. nowadays. But uh, but yeah. So uh, vivacious double IPA. Um, Here's another descriptive. Keep the vibes right and the mood bright with a remarkably smooth double IPA packed with feel-good hop character. Ooh. What do you think about the character? Strong. Yeah. It definitely, I mean. Oh, yeah. This one will if, put, yeah. if you were to put this in front of somebody who's like, mm, I don't know how I feel about IPAs. Like it, like I said, it's it's on the smoother side and it's, it, it is more on the juicy side. Yeah. Uh, but it's still... Um, if you're somebody who's more neutral on beers, uh, I would I would tread lightly for sure. Um, but yeah, it is man, it is awfully good. I definitely I would absolutely. I don't I can't remember if I've had this before or not. I don't think I have. Yeah. Um, but I I like it. I would absolutely get it uh, in a can or on draft again. Um, man, I I know I'm the Russian. All right, Russia. Judge. What do you, what I, do you I know. I know. I I'm on the higher side of this, man. Yeah. I would. Uh, I think I'm gonna go pretty high. I high for me. I'm gonna go seven nine. Wow. I'm gonna flirt. That's with, really I'm, high I'm, for I'm, you. I'm flirting with eight. I'm flirting with eight. Wow. Yeah. That is that is a yeah. This is really damn good. fine beer. Yeah. Yeah. This is really good. Uh, I am gonna go in the eights on All this right. one. I'm gonna go eight three there it on is. this. This is really good. Uh, I think Great Lakes knocked it out of the park with this one. This is, and this is part. This is not a seasonal. This is part of their. Everyday permanent oh, lineup it's rotation now. Nice. Uh, yeah. So Everybody you go to rotation. the uh, you go to the actual brew pub. You will see it on draft, um, and then you know you can get it at a regular old you know gas station like I did and find it. So that's pretty. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. You got you got like think think about this is just a, a random tangent, but I was talking to my dad about this not long ago about how like how beer has changed over the years. Oh, for sure. You went to a gas station. At, yeah. Like. 9:30 ish, 9:15, 9:30 at night, and got a craft double IPA. You got a nine percent double IPA at a gas station. Yeah, think about how, like how beer has changed over On the a past couple of years. Yeah. yeah, middle of the week, random gas station just had you know had the. It's just I don't know. It's it's funny to me how you go. They had back some other Great Lakes stuff there 30 years ago, and like beer is just a different world. It's yeah. like it's all the it's all the big big hitters and craft 100%. is maybe. There's a couple craft beer, uh, craft breweries across the country. It's just, it's just funny how things uh, have changed over the years. So yeah, great, great find. All right, cool. Well, that's the beer of the week. Uh, eight three for me, seven nine for Ryan. Uh, if a beer gets a seven nine from Ryan, strong. Drop what you're doing. <laughs> Listen to the rest of this podcast. But after that, go get it. Yeah. And try it because those scores don't come around often. Rare, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you you got to be a really good beer for him to get into the sevens, and he went seven nine. Yeah, so, I was flirting with eight almost. Yeah, he so. was flirting with, uh, you know, I don't. Know. I, I've probably over the course of rating beers, I've probably put, I mean, 
single digits in the eights or nines. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I am. Because you like, you have your style. So like, I definitely do. It could be a really good like beer. Like, like you're not a big seasonal guy. Correct. So like 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 Oktoberfest is a Christmas sale. Not you know, yeah, that sort of stuff. And which, I, by the way, yeah. that gas station, I it had to be from last year, which is why I didn't even look at it. It oh, had it God. had Christmas sale in no. there. Twelve My dogs. Only caveat: Did they release any for Christmas in July? Oh, that could be it. I hope that they probably would. is it. That's that my has hope to be because, it. good lord, if that's from last Christmas, yeah, that's rough. It has to be it. By the way, have you ever had a uh, uh, Christmas? Doesn't matter what brewery, but have you ever had a Christmas sale that's been like sitting for like a year or two? Um. Other than the what, sediment, I'm just talking about taste. What, what beer did we have that was funky on us a while, oh. while, while back? Was that a Christmas sale? No. Or was that... No. I, the so one that I Jordan think, got yeah. at a gas station. Yeah, yes. it had like sediment at the yeah. bottom. Yeah. No. So, no, I don't I think can't I remember what that was. Yeah. So, anyway, I had a, uh, I had a Christmas sale uh, one time at my buddy's house, and <laughs> it had been sitting in his mini fridge in his bedroom for like three years. Ooh. And uh, it, w- it was great. It, w- it was great. Like Christmas sale. Yeah. It, not their fault that it sat in his. Yeah, fridge yeah. for th- two three years <laughs> um but have you ever had burning river from great lakes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's gross i don't like it but yeah anyway, i'm not crazy about it that's what it tasted like Ugh. okay it was a it was a christmas ale that tasted like burning river that's, i mean sitting around for which three, is the palest of pale yeah, ales. sitting around for three years i'll do that yeah that is burning river literally i mean kudos to great lakes they literally uh encapsulated what a burning <laughs> river would taste like because that that beer t- to me tastes like gasoline that one's not that's yeah but uh, yeah, but yeah, so um, yeah, that's beer of the week. Go out and get you some vibacious and uh, get the vibes going. There you go. So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna talk some Browns. First of all, um, I wanted to get seventy three Kolsch, like I said, uh, because Joe Thomas is going to the Hall of Fame. So I wanted to start the episode, <laughs> even though we're twenty minutes in now, yeah, <laughs> uh, by saying congratulations to Joe Thomas and his family. Um, first ballot. Obviously, no doubt, uh, never, Hall of Famer. Never in doubt. Um, it was really cool to see they 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 stuck the landing on the bust because you yes. know we've had some some woof jobs on these uh, yep. bus. Look, uh, l- looking at you, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, but yeah, they they did a great job on the bust. Um, it was more of his like, and I'm sure this is probably the, by design, but it was more of like the way that he looked when he was playing. Yes. fuller beard he had he still had the hair a little more hair yeah a you know, little more fuller cheeks than mm-hmm. he is now um but i thought they landed that uh i thought it was great that his uh his family essentially like gave his wife gave the speech and yep. and essentially uh inducted him because yep. you know a lot of times you, you, you'll see like former coaches or teammates or whatever yeah. but it's cool to see like joe thomas is one of the guys you know you you are not going to find not only not only from like a Cleveland Browns perspective, and uh, I also, I, you know, Joe Thomas was somebody near the end of his career when we were going one and fifteen and zero and sixteen. He had the opportunity to go play for uh, the Broncos and, play and, with Peyton and, and protect Peyton Manning uh, and, and win a ring. And uh, it's well documented that Peyton Manning tried really hard to sell Joe Thomas. Yeah. And the Browns actually had a framework of a deal worked out with the Broncos for a first round pick, and Joe Thomas just couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. Couldn't leave Cleveland. Couldn't uproot his family, number one. Yeah. And didn't want to leave Cleveland. He, you know. Just the definition of nobody, like, nobody would have held any sort of ill will towards oh, him no. at all 
if he went to Denver. None. Um, but he decided to stay in Cleveland, and I thought it was interesting that he obviously, if you go back his last couple years, he even though he played every game, I mean literally he his the last game he played was the game he got injured. Yeah, um, he never missed a snap. It's insane. Uh, ten, was it like 10,300 and something? 363 or something like that. 366, yeah. 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 10,300 or whatever. Yeah. A bananas number, especially for a position where you've got 100, 300-pound dudes who fall you know, left yeah. and right into knees and ankles. Yeah. And, I mean, and then on top of it, I mean, he even touched on this in his speech, like – like he didn't even get unlucky and have like a shoelace come undone or you know like lose a glove right or, that he had or helmet like, pop uh, off like a, or something like a fluke thing so like on top of just being an absolute yeah. warhorse of a of a player himself i mean he also had you know some pretty pretty crazy luck on top of it all but yeah like he he could have gone he could have literally gone i mean i look back to like um like when LeBron left and Big Z went down to Miami for a year, yeah. just just to try, right? Like, I don't yeah. fault Z for that. Nobody, not even no. a little bit. Not a single person in Cleveland gives yeah. Z any any crap at Number all. Number one, nobody nobody really like. No, I mean, probably if they would have won the title that year, people would remember. Yeah, nobody remembers that. No, not even a little bit. Yeah. And so, like, it, I would not have faulted him in, in the sure. slightest. But it's fitting though for a guy who skipped all the draft shenanigans to go fishing with his dad. Yep, it makes perfect sense that he'd be inducted by his wife and kids. You yeah, know what I mean, like. That's just yeah. who he is as a person through I think, and through. Yeah, and I think uh, the parade, they had the boat, I think. Yeah, oh, really? That he uh, was on. That would be pretty as, cool. As like yeah. part of the parade. Because his that. dad was in it. Yeah. His dad was in the boat. I think it was the boat that it he... It might have been, yeah. It would only make sense. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then they, Ken Carmen was right behind Joe Thomas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was so that. great. Yeah. It was so great. You know what else was interesting? Um you know who put uh put his jacket on him? No. Jerome Bettis, Pittsburgh Steeler. Really? Yeah. I thought it was interesting that he had like a rival. I don't know if that was a choice he made or if that just was like luck of the draw. Screw or... you, bus. I know, right? <laughs> but like, I, I just, I don't know. I think. Yeah. I tell you what. I mean, for those guys, it's just such a fraternity. Yeah. I mean, by the time you make it to that point, right. like, yeah, they're all gonna like. It's kind of like the Heisman, like uh, the Heisman House, where like, yeah, they all will bust each other's balls a little bit about sure. like who played for who and what rivals and whatever. But like, if you got a Heisman, you're like part of that club. Mm-hmm. Like by the time you're in the Hall of Fame, it's like, you know, there are always gonna be rivalries, but you're part of that fraternity. Hundred yeah, percent. I mean, because there are very few. Think about all the thousands of players who've come through the NFL. And there's not even 400 guys in in the Hall of Fame. That's crazy. It, it, it's it is, it's a pretty wild uh, feat yeah. to get in. And uh, yeah, first ballot, zero doubt, 100. Yeah, there was like, I mean, he's one of the greatest left tackles of all time. Of all time, he's he's easily. He probably, listen, I, I would say if if he was if the Browns were good his career, and let's say you know won a Super Bowl or something. I think there's there is an argument to be made that he could be the greatest left tackle of all time. I know there are some great ones out there. Yeah. There's Anthony Munoz, there's yep. um you know, there's all these guys uh Tony Baselli who's another guy kind of in his ilk where mm-hmm. you know, he went to the Jags and I know the Jags in their first few years ended up going to like the AFC Championship game. Um but kind of in that ilk um those two guys but uh, it's also part of his greatness that he played on such. It's it's weird because like left tackle, like 
you don't have to be on a great obviously I mean we're talking about Joe Thomas where if you look at his all-time he Joe Thomas never went to the playoffs that's nuts the only winning season he ever had was his rookie year yeah and they didn't go to the playoffs yeah um oh but he's still regarded as one of the greatest and f- well, fully well-deserved. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, his greatness is even amplified because of the crappy teams and quarterbacks that he blocked yeah. for. And he never – like, that's the thing, too. Like, <laughs> and he never made, never complained. One in, you know, 1-15, in 0-16, oh at the end of those seasons, when guys left and right who were not even a fraction of the class of Joe Thomas are phoning it in and yeah. just, like, just over it and done – he kept he just kept suiting up and kept playing. Yeah. Again, it's a testament to his character. I mean, he, fierce. He and I, I remember I, it was the last few years of his career. Uh, he would say in interviews and he would talk about it. It took literally everything for him to go from game day Sunday to physically get ready in a week's time for the next game. Yeah. I, I just, don't know how he did it. I really no, don't. I don't. Especially and arguably. And to not not literally not miss a, we're not talking about missing a game. Snap. A snap. Yeah. And the last the last snap he played, funny enough, the last snap he played in the NFL was the one where he I think he uh did he tricep? tear his tricep yeah, or he dislocate his elbow or something. Tri- I think it was yeah, torn yeah, tricep. You you're probably right on that. Yeah. But, yeah and, and, and then and, he never and, played again. And that was it. Yeah. That was it. But I mean yeah, Just man. crazy. And I'm, also I'm do you think about it like because he put you know, not to Obviously, eleven-year NFL career is nothing to sneeze at, but I'm I'm pretty sure he's like he's still only like thirty-eight years old. Yeah, he's a young and guy. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's uh, he probably came out. He was twenty-two. I was. 22, I would imagine. Yeah, played eleven years. Yeah, and, and then had five, five years. years later. Yeah, so, so sixteen years from the time he was twenty-two, yeah, twenty-three. So he's so like, he's not even forty. Late thirties, early forties. <laughs> he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. He's less than a decade older than us. And yeah, you know what I mean. Like, bleh. yeah, that's it was, uh Yeah, just, 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 just nuts. So, congratulations yeah. to him. Yeah, obviously, and his family. Did you see uh, the picture of his son Jack? <laughs> yeah, uh, like booing the crap out of Steelers fans. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I absolutely oh love it. man, I hope that kid is able to play football. I know, and, and he's oh, able to become a Brown. You know how amazing that would be. That would be great. Uh, Keep it in yeah, the family. So great, so great. Because we talk about like the fraternity, like of players. Like they don't mm-hmm. really like they don't they don't really, especially after they're done playing. Like they don't really see the rivalry. Yeah. But like when you're in it and you're playing for the teams. Yeah, and then obviously your kids like yeah, like your kids get all excited, right? You know, which yeah. is awesome. So it was fantastic. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it was cool. Uh, it was awesome, and you know, obviously super special because the Hall of Fame is just you know a forty minute drive down the road uh, from here. So, uh, but uh, but yeah, so Browns then played in the uh, Hall of Fame game. Yep, and uh, came back and beat the Jets. It's a good thing I didn't bet on that because I was going to hammer the under in that game. Yeah, a little bit of late scoring there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just – DTR, mean, baby. Yeah. Dorian Thompson-Robinson. It's a, you know, first first preseason game, it's always, you know, the third and fourth stringers. You're just Right. Uh, that's why I was like, what the hell am I doing? I'm yeah, not betting on this I know, game. I, know, I thought about it too, though. Don't get me wrong. I haven't yeah. made any bets in a very long time, and I was like, you know, this might be fun. And I was like, what yeah. am I doing? Like, you don't know who's going to play or who We're going to uh, – Steve and I still have to figure it out, but I wanted to see. You don't have to be on the show to do this, but I was going to see if uh, we're going to do some because we we pick the games against the spread. You you've been involved in that. Oh yeah, 
and uh, we've talked about actually putting our money where our mouth is, oh. but maybe not doing every game. Yeah. Like maybe each of us pick like our own like power five, like or here's five mm. games that we're gonna throw five bucks on each or something okay. like that. All right, I'm I'm with it. I'm and, with it. Uh, so so we'll see. But uh but yeah, we gotta do that in a couple weeks. So Yeah, that'd be good. Um but yeah, so how okay, we're in the preseason now. Training camp has begun. Training yep. camp is two weeks in. We've played a preseason game. We've got a preseason game coming up on Friday against the Commandos. And rumor has it that most of the starters are going to at least get some playing time. Yep. I don't know about you. This season has, like, snuck up on me. Yeah. And I haven't really, like, dug deep into it too much. How are you feeling right now about I, the Browns going into the season? I'm I'm just – I'm still I'm, – I'm very I'm interested optimistic about the defense because I like some of the additions that we've made yeah. in terms of free agency. I like – And who's running it. And I like Schwartz a lot. Yeah. I think Jim Schwartz is going to – like a good move. for. So I'm optimistic on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I'm still a little bit worried about a couple key positions. Defensive tackle we just picked up. Uh, you know, yeah. By the time this comes Signed out, Shelby you'll, Harris, you'll yeah. have seen that Shelby Harris has been signed, which I yeah. think is nice. Yeah. Um, linebacker. I think we need more depth at linebacker. Agreed. Our DBs are good, but we're thin. You know, I mean, and again, you could say this about a lot of teams, so I, I'm not trying to get too nitpicky. My my biggest concerns have been DT and linebacker, and okay. the signing of Shelby uh, Harris is yeah. a piece of that. Um, and then offensively, it really is going to be a question of which Deshaun Watson shows up. We yeah, talked about it, you know, thing. a couple weeks ago. I, I think. This is this is going to sound like such a duh, like obvious thing to say. If we get a Deshaun Watson that is Houston Texan version of Deshaun, or even eighty percent of that guy, a lot of my qualms will be squashed. Yeah, but yeah. I don't necessarily know if I feel confident in. I guess on that front, it's just going to be like at this point, just show me. Stop talking yeah. about it. Just show me. Hundred percent. So defensively, I feel that optimism. I'm excited because I think we have a lot of room for growth, and I think we're going to see it. Yeah. Offensively, I've been defending Stefanski for a long time now, and I'd like him to finally prove me right and, sure. and uh, you know, just it, do something that's a little bit inspiring. I mean, think right. of – yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think, well, it, for, it, it's make or break for him, right? So, uh, like, yeah, like, if it, this season goes south, they have a quarterback that has – Two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed coming his way. So Deshaun Watts is not going anywhere. So if the season goes south, yeah, we know who's going to be. Yeah, on the we yeah, know we, who's on the chopping block. I mean, block. And, and here's the thing: last season was so weird. Like, it shouldn't yeah, right. necessarily count against Stefanski. I actually because agree of the quarterback situation, and I was very much not happy with his performance last year. Yeah. But I totally agree with you. So like, I, but like going, this will be his fourth year. And mm -hmm. so, if with this talented roster, if he doesn't make yeah. the playoffs, he has to make the playoffs. He's toast. Has to make the playoffs. Um, and I just, with the way that the AFC North is looking, and with the way that the AFC East is looking, there there are not going to be a lot of playoff spots. Like, yeah, my it, opinion. I think he has to win the division. Yeah. Well, to guarantee it, I mean, like they could they could win the wild card with we, a ten oh, we, and seven. We, we absolutely season. could, like ten and seven. But like, or, but like wild card, you're you're. I don't know. Ten and seven might not get it done. I agree. In the AFC, in the AFC I agree with you. But yeah. I'm saying like like wild card is like you're you have to like you have to win and you're hoping that other teams slip up. For the division, it's all on you. 
if the Browns go for like five and one in the division, oh, yeah. they're winning the division. Yeah, they're going to win enough games outside. Like even four and two, I think there there was somebody uh, that they were talking about this morning. Uh, they had, gosh, I wish I remembered his name. They were talking about a Carmen and Lima this morning. He had the Browns going four and two in the division and finishing six and eleven. That makes no sense. Yeah, he had us losing to Houston. He had us losing to how, the Bears, how, but he had us he had us sweeping the Steelers and splitting with both Baltimore and Cincinnati. So he he just he, so this guy hates the Steelers, but he also and is down on here, the Ravens. Let me see if I can bring it up. Yeah, yeah. Because he, that because here's the thing i I could see us losing to the Bears. I'm I'm I think I and I will fully admit I'm an Ohio State fan, so I am sipping on the Justin Fields Kool Aid. I will own it hundred percent. I just I just, I just don't think they have enough I, around him. I they've. Well, it'll be better this year for sure, but that's a low bar. I hear you. Um, I think uh, I think the Bears that could easily be a loss. The Texans, right. there's, I, I don't think there's any way that roster's still just not good enough. I like again C.J. Stroud. I'm actually I, a big C.J. Stroud fan. I think I, I think the Houston got their franchise quarterback with that, but that roster still is terrible. It's terrible. I, they'd be better off just taking a league vet like Journeyman and letting C.J. Stroud sit for a year. Sure. I, I, I would say that about any of these quarterbacks. By the way. Anthony Richardson in Indy should not start this year. No, but he's, he's going to. He, I know, and he absolutely should not. He's got like 13 career starts in college, and they're going to throw him out there in front of, in the NFL. They're going to get him yeah. eaten alive. Just put Gardner Minshew out there because that's who's in Indy. Gardner's been around the block. He's not going to light your hair on fire, but he'll do some fun things, kind of yep. like Baker Mayfield-esque. He's like Baker before Baker. Yep. He's like redneck Baker. Yeah. Um, and just let, it, let let Richardson learn. I would say the same thing in in Houston. Whoever do they still have? What's his uh, What's his long neck at quarterback down there? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, David I think, Mills. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think he's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's I his think neck? Davis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let him. Did go you? Oh yeah. my God! Did you? By the way, did you see the clip of uh, Frank Caliendo? It was from a few years ago, but Frank Caliendo. Oh. Was brought in by Gruden. Yes. And he walks in. And he goes, Glennon. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about his neck. You need a quarterback oh with more neck. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I do. I, I do. I love Frank Kelly. So, anyway, uh, yeah. this guy that, that I was referring to, his name's Adam Rank, and his prediction ranks. Yeah, that's pretty uh, He's from uh, NFL Network. He's a fantasy football guy uh, right. on NFL Network. So, he has uh, – so, I'm, I'm watching it right now. I'm not doing the sound, obviously, because that would be annoying. But So, in the middle of our – so – most Browns fans have have di- dissected our schedule at this point, right? So, like the first four games are the most important games, critical. Essentially, we play all three division games out of the first four, uh, with the Titans sandwiched in there. He had us going two and two. He had us losing the opener, which I think you also had us Correct. doing. Which smart? I mean, you got to prove that you can win the opener before. Yeah, that is not our jam. Uh, he had us beating the Steelers. He had us losing to the Titans and then beating the Ravens. This guy makes no sense. Uh, and then, <laughs> so the mi- the second quarter of the season, he had us losing to the Niners. Understandable. He had us losing to the Colts. Stop it. Losing to the Seahawks. Uh, I can see that. That's at at Seattle. So I understand yeah, that. That one makes sense. Uh, Colts he had us, is egregious. He had us beating the Cardinals. Yeah. Yes. And then he had us losing at Baltimore. Okay, I get that. Yep. So he had us losing four out of the next five. So at this point, we're three and six. Mm-hmm. He had us beating. He had us winning uh, home against the Steelers, losing at Baltimore, or losing at Denver, winning at the Rams, 
losing at the Jags and losing at home against the Bears. All right. So I, So at this point we're five and nine going into the last three games. I was giving this guy grief, but as you've said all those, there's I disagree with two. I disagree with the Colts. That's crazy. Well, okay, here you go. So week sixteen, yeah. he has us losing to the Texans. No. Week seventeen, he has us losing to the Jets. Could happen. And then week eighteen, he has us winning at Cincinnati. Which I'm assuming he's thinking that Cincinnati has a division wrapped up and, and they're resting everybody. Sitting everybody. Yeah. So he has us essentially he has us with five legit wins because that last week of the season. Right. You know. See that that feels crazy, but you know what? Like I'm sorry, that's crazy. That's so crazy. We're not losing to the we're not losing to the Colts. No, we're definitely not. We're not we're not losing to uh We shouldn't lose to the Bears, but I really could see it. The Jags is going to yeah, be weird. Yeah, that's at home, though. Like, Yeah. The fact that – yeah. how do you feel about the Jags? Are you a Trevor, Trevor Lawrence guy? Yes, especially now that he's out for from underneath the thumb of <laughs> Urban Meyer. Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, that is a – but again, like how people say the Browns are the Browns, the Jags could end up being the Jags, and they have one good season, they and do, then they crater again. They do be jagging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. That's <laughs> So I – I don't know. I I'd like to think that now that they have established young franchise quarterback and they have a uh, established head coach who's won a Super Bowl, yeah, that they're that going a- to probably be pretty good again. But you know, if listen, if uh, just going back to our schedule, this him saying all this and you like thinking about it and saying like, oh, that doesn't actually seem too far fetched. That is. Browns that don't have a franchise quarterback. If Deshaun Watson is, and again, it gets to what you said five, yeah. ten minutes ago, but yeah. if if he is who he was with the Texans in like 2020, no, 2019. This is a very different conversation. There's no game on our schedule that we can't win. Well, and here's the other thing, too, and this is a very limited thing, but starting off the season, you mentioned the importance of those first four games. Yeah. At this rate, it's looking like Joe Burrow might not be playing week one. Hundred percent. Which if, is massive. And if you take if you take uh if you take Jamar Chase's words to heart, he doesn't want Joe Burrow to come back until like week five. He's like, bro, sing it. Don't go and listen. Sing it, dude. Listen, <laughs> uh, this is coming from the mouth of a Browns fan, so I don't think there's gonna be any Bengals fans listening to this, but yeah. <laughs> mouth of a Browns fan, if I'm Joe Burrow and if I'm Joe Burrow's agent I'm not stepping foot on that field again until I have a contract. Show me the money. And I don't know if Mike Brown's going to give him that contract or give him what he wants. The Bengals don't pay anybody. They are they're like the Chargers. They're like one yes. of the they are so the, the, yes. the Bengals and the Chargers, they are the Dolans of the NFL. But I will give I, listen, I will give the Chargers credit. They ponied up and they paid They did uh, pay Herbert. The thing about the Burrow thing is like the longer this drags on, the more expensive it's going to get. When uh, Patrick Mahomes signed that deal, everyone got fixated on half a billion dollars. But what they didn't realize was the way that that was structured, a ton of that was incentive-based. And over the course of 10 years, that cap hit is not bad. Yeah, I think I saw something where Mahomes is already, like in terms of yearly value, is like ninth or 10th in the league already. And that he just signed that deal. So, yes, does that thing have – Look at our own quarterback. Everybody lost their damn mind about Deshaun Watson's contract. His average, uh, yearly average, if you just take five years, 200, he's at $46 million a year. 
Justin Herbert just signed a contract worth $52 million a year. Right. The The reason people really lost their mind with, with Watson. It's the guaranteed. It's the guaranteed. Sure. Piece. Yeah. But yeah. still, in terms of pure yearly value. Right. It's again, this happens all the time. If you look at like Tom Brady's earnings, like yeah. the greatest quarterback of all time, like you know, everyone talks about it, yep. his career earnings, purely football, are peanuts compared to quarterbacks who yeah. could barely hold his jock strap. These, right. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like Kirk Cousins, when he went bananas and, and signed that like big, I mean, it wasn't at the time it was big. It was a fully guaranteed three year deal. Three year, yeah. And I think the average value on that was like in the twenties, like mid. Yeah, might have might have just year. cracked over thirty, but yeah, right. it, yeah. It, it was, was like, like three years, eighty nine million, or something, something like, like that. that. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. But like at the time, everyone loses their marbles, and then they realize yeah. within like another year or two, within like another cycle of quarterbacks getting their deals, yeah, the money because that's the way that the league works. It, the, the cap is ever yeah. expanding. The NFL is a bajillion a year dollar yeah. industry. Like, the, yeah, the hilarious it, thing is like. If Deshaun does what we hope and what we think he's going to do, guess he'll what? He'll end up being two, a bargain. Get, well, and guess what? In two years, you're already talking about extending him again. Yeah. And at that point, like, if he does, if he if he turns out to be the quarterback that he used to be, you gotta do it. like, oh, yeah, you're doing it. Like, you're literally just telling him, hey, name your price. Yeah. Like, Blank it's check, just, we'll figure it right, out. especially for an organization like the Browns. Like, we start tasting some winning. Oh, and, boy. I mean... You know, yeah. we're putting the cart a little bit ahead of the horse here. Yeah, but a lot, for sure. Especially with our franchise. But listen, I am this is a this is a nice segue here. You brought up a list uh that was yeah. brought up about quarterbacks and uh It was interesting. I kinda wanna go through it because I can kind of see why because it was a player's vote, right? Right. But or a the, poll the or something. Le- but it's a weird list. So yeah, this was yeah. the I always I always think like the quarterback list thing like everybody wants to freak out when like Deshaun is not li- uh, but like yeah at the same time it's like I get it like he's played 6 games in the last 2 years and they weren't great games right. you know what I mean like I understand when people are down on it so right this was the uh, as voted by the players in order the best quarterbacks um no surprise Patrick Mahomes number 1 yeah. And then we go Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Okay. Then it gets a little that's intriguing. Way, for me, that's way too high for Justin Herbert. I know you're not a Herbert guy. Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers. Six? Kirk Cousins at six? Ahead of Aaron Rodgers at seven. Oh, my God. This one's crazy to me. Dak Prescott at eight. Okay. Interception machine. Machine. And he's throwing more in training camp this year. Yeah, well, buckle up because you're going to keep losing your mind. Jared Goff at 9. Okay. Lamar Jackson at 10. Geno Smith, 11. Geno! <laughs> dude, comeback player of the year. I do love that for Geno. Yeah. And then 12. Did he th- get paid, by the way? I can't remember. I don't know if he did. Did he get did. a contract? I don't know if he did. Be interesting. I'm not sure, actually, yeah. No, not, I mean, if um, he puts up another year like he did last year, he's definitely going to get paid. For sure. And then uh, 12, 13, 14 in this order is Tua, Tunga Vailoa, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. That feels very low on Lawrence to me. Agreed. There's, I know- there's, there's no way Trevor Lawrence should be behind Justin Fields. And, and again, like you said, you're a Buckeye fan. I love Justin Fields. But I would put Lawrence ahead of Fields Not, for yeah. sure. I would and put I him ahead of Tua. I'd put Dak, him ahead of – Dak at eight is craziness to me. Crazy. I – I'm not as. What is he like? Okay, listen. I like. I as a person, I like Dak. I'm all for what he's, he's what he's doing. Not with, a bad with, guy. I'm, def- no. I'm all for what he's doing. With mental health and all that sort of stuff. I'm all for that. That's great. 
But this isn't a feel-good list. Not, this is a quarterback list. He's yeah. not that good of a quarterback. Well, here's like, the thing. His highs are very high, but the problem is he's an interception right. travesty. He was a fourth-round draft pick for a reason. I, I mean, his his ceiling is extremely high, but like right. that that's the big fat asterisk on that is yeah. if he doesn't throw picks. Right. And the problem is he doesn't protect the football. What is what is Dak Prescott thought of if he is a quarterback for anybody but the Cowboys, the Raiders, <laughs> or yeah, if he's not the stars quarterback, you know, I, I would, I sincerely would probably put him. He's like, he's probably around the same level of like a listen. He had a Garoppolo good year, right. type. He had a really good year that helped him cash in, and he won one playoff game. Yeah, Grant. Yeah, yeah. That whole well, Dallas is a whole dumpster fire because Trevor they, Lawrence did that in his Trevor Lawrence did that in his second year when he actually had coaching around him. Yeah, for sure. I I don't have I don't have any qualms with the top of this list, but it's just it's interesting because Yeah, I mean the top he, the top four or five is is it's I mean, mean it's, it's pretty interchangeable, but you everybody has the same four you or could five. Ar- guys. You could argue yeah, exactly. You could argue about like flip flopping two and three or three and four, or whatever, yeah. fine. Like if yeah. you like Hurts well, more yeah, than Burrow or vice versa, yeah, there, whatever. There's Mahomes and then And then there's yeah. the next everybody guy. has Mahomes one. I agree. Like, a, a, aside from maybe the the hardcore of hardcore like Eagles fans or Bengals fans. Sure. But realistically, like I, I know that this is dipping into the well of what he used to be. Yeah. But looking at this list and saying that Deshaun Watson couldn't crack this list over names like Justin Fields, who I do have faith in going forward, but what he's proven thus far has not been great. Yeah. Or Tua who who has definitely had flashes in the pan but can't stay on the field. Yeah. And Gino who God love him, had a great comeback year, but hasn't, you know, he's been a starter for the past year prior to, you know, I don't know how long he's been a backup. Jared Goff, I love Detroit. I'm I'm a big, I'm actually like a big fan of like the Lions trying to turn things around and yeah. with blood in the water uh, in, in they Green kind Bay, of, there could be something. that, But like, yeah. looking they, at they, all these guys. They give me a, they give me a 2019 Browns vibe yeah, a little bit. Well, yeah, because like. 2018. That division is going to be interesting. The 20, Vikings yeah. are a big fat question mark because they're kind of like the Jags and the Browns and the fact that like they have a bunch of talent. They've got they've got the pieces parts and yet they still can't seem to get the monkey off the back. Um, the Packers are now riding, I guess, Jordan Love question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Bears, you know, as much as I want to say Fields is going to progress this year, I just don't think it's going to be enough. That roster's still yeah. not good enough. So like the Lions got a real shot there. But like all this to be said. There's just a lot of names on this list that aren't Deshaun Watson, which, you know, based on the way that the players voted, he's not a top. He's not in the top half of the league. I mean, I know this list went through 14, so we're missing right. the 15th guy. But so let's let's assume. Let, I mean, let's assume Watson's 15. Yeah. How many guys on this list, one through 14, would you put Deshaun above? Above, I would put him above Kirk Cousins. Yep. I would put him above Dak. Yep. I would put him above Jared Goff. Yep. I would put him above Gino. Yep. I would put him above Tua. Yep. I would put him above Fields. So you have so essentially you would have That was one, two. You would slot him at nine. Three, four, if five he was fifteen, guys. you would yeah. have slot him at nine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um and then I think he has the potential to get close to that top five. I mean, if he comes back oh, yeah. and he plays like he did before everything that happened, 
I let's see. I would put him above. I would have him right around like Justin Herbert. Yeah, like he's just the top four is like the elite of the elite in Correct. the league. I agree with that. And even like Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts has had one like really great year. I think I assume he keeps it going. Yeah, I do too. I'm actually kind of high on Hurts as well. But here's yeah. the thing. Rodgers is getting older. I think he's still exceptional, but he's going to keep, you know, eight, yeah. Father Time is undefeated. Yeah. I know how you feel about Lamar Jackson. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think, has high ceiling as well. But again, yeah. it's only been really one it's quality one year. year. So, like, yeah. same thing with Hurts. I mean, it's been one really great year. Yeah. So, um, it, but again, and we're talking about a quarterback that hasn't done anything and, you know, Two, That's the thing, yeah. Two we, seasons. I'm saying all of these things, and we're hoping and grasping at those straws of can he be yeah. what he used to be. Right. If he is, yeah. Then I we've mean, got I a put, top five quarterback. Yeah, I put him I put him right underneath that that upper, upper, upper yeah, echelon. Four, five, six range. Um, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, time will tell, obviously. The, yeah. the great thing about it is eventually things get proven out or or not. So Yeah, I mean – We'll see. I'm, I'm, I just keep thinking about from the Browns' perspective. Those first four games are so critical. Yeah. Oh yeah. And if I, and again, me being the the you cynic that to, I am. Yeah. If if Burrow sincerely, if he's not going to play, we absolutely need that game. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like if if we if, botch against a Burrowless Bengals team, yeah, it'll be weak. Week one, and I'm already gonna be throwing yeah. up the white flag like a big bitch. I'm just gonna. I'm, I, I know, like I know me. Like I'm not proud of that fact, but I know me. Yeah. And that, I, like, if we lose to a Burles Bengals team, I will lose. First of all, my buddy Jeremy's gonna give me so much, so much shit. <laughs> Beyond that, I will immediately be like, "We're done. Yeah. Blow it up. Yeah. Do no. it all over again. I mean, See I, in three years. Yeah. I'm I gonna do that I shit all over again. I don't. Dis- I, I don't disagree. If and he doesn't so, play, and that's so dumb. I know that's dumb. That's. Uh, I'm being- sorry. If we d- if he doesn't play, we're not losing to Trevor Simeon. It's not gonna happen. I mean, unless unless Dwayne Rudd is reincarnated and <laughs> you know throws his helmet at the end of the game and gives them a chip shot field goal yeah. to win the game. Um, oh my it's God. not, it's, it's not, that's their backup is Trevor Simeon. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, that makes me feel better, but still, right. I mean, we've done dumber things. That's true. Listen, I mean, that's think, true. Think about You're last year. Wrong. Think about last year with the jets and we oh! were 13 point lead with a minute and whatever to go minute, like 40. I still remember going to the back. I was at that game. I still remember going to take a piss and hearing the oh. stadium like groan and thinking, Oh no, what did we do? And then we, I came back and then it was like a fever dream and we lost. You're not allowed to go to any games. I think I'm done. I think I'm. <laughs> I think I'm done with games. I really do. I, I'm better. Uh, the Browns are better when I'm not there and not watching. Because what? Didn't you go to the uh, Lamar Jackson poop game the year yeah, before? Yeah, the shit game. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. I sat in negative four thousand degrees. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cramp game. Yeah. He yeah. didn't. You know. Oh yeah. He yeah. totally. Because yeah. he didn't. He shit cramped his pants. right down his yeah, leg. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure, sure. Yeah, my, my poor wife, like, I, God love her. We were down a million points early, and I was like, yep. it was freezing and dog shit. And I was like, yep. we, we can go if you want to go. And, and she's like, it's okay. And I was like, all right, fine. If we get down one more score, we can go. And then we just kept going punch for punch. Yeah, and I was like, oh, being, my God. And it turned like, out to be a great yeah. game. It ended up being one of, the, one of the best games that we, season. But then we scored too fast, and uh, we let uh, Justin Tucker do Justin Tucker things. Ah. Um, uh, Quick sidebar. I believe it was Kareem Hunt that scored there. He was almost a Saint, and now he's going up to Indy. Yeah, I, because, guess, he, I uh, guess he left Indy without a contract, too. Did he really? Yeah. I wonder if he's getting lowballed. Could be. Um, 
or if he's just getting greedy. I don't know. I don't blame him. I mean, he was he was a running back. I, I feel I feel for running backs, man. If you if you've got a young athlete out there, if you're a high school football player or even younger, uh, and you're thinking about, I mean, there's a lot of positions out there. I would not pick running back. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If, if you got to do what you got to do, I get it. But the NFL is uh, is a wild place. It's just for a weird. Backs. It's a very weird like because obviously you get the player's point of view. Like you know. Oh, I don't blame them. Produce one on the field, you want to get paid, but also from the team's perspective. If you're if you're a responsible general manager and franchise, you cannot tie that much money up in that position. Because, Ask the Cowboys about Ezekiel Elliott. Well, yeah, that's the, that, case, that's the right. case study in that. And right you look there. at like, uh, and it's it, it's mainly because like it's not only Zeke. Like I still actually think Zeke has a little bit left in the tank. I'm actually oh, kind of too. I'm actually kind of intrigued by. Listen, I, I might I might sound crazy right now. I'm actually kind of intrigued by him with the Browns because uh, my cousin Jerome Ford yeah, <laughs> uh, went down with a hamstring injury, and no, Mary not. Kay is saying that he's you know Why the season not? is still four weeks, four weeks away. Yeah, and they're saying he's in doubt for the season opener. Yeah. Like that's, obviously that's a pretty that's significant a, that's hamstring a, injury. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. So yeah, but I mean like the reason why. Zeke became expendable is because they had a cheaper, younger option in Tony Pollard come up and Here's the thing. prove that he can do the same thing that Zeke was doing. All right. This, I'm going to say this This is cold and calculated, and, and it, it, it's it's not nice, but it's business. If you're sure. a general manager of an NFL team, yeah. first and foremost, don't take a running back in the first round. You're a moron. Yep. Next step. Looking at you, Atlanta Falcons. <sighs> Bajan Robinson, Doubt. who might be a great player, right? But he's for like a five-year window. But why are you playing? You're going to pay a rookie running back like eight million dollars a no, year? It's stupid, because not only that, as a first rounder, the, the they get the fifth-year option thing, and yeah. then you franchise. So it's like yeah. another. So if you're a player, you do. If you're a running back, you do not want to get taken in the first round. Beyond that, right. that's that's a good thing for the player. Try to be a second rounder because yeah. you hit free agency faster. But. The goal is find a running back in rounds. Yep. Anything but the first round, frankly. I mean, even two is kind of high, but Nick Chubb, you know, laughs in the face of that, and I'm with it on that because yeah. Nick Chubb, you know, Nick Chubb. But you might get. You're, I, I'm willing to give a running back one deal. What we did with Nick Chubb was 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 great. We paid him high dollars yeah. for three years. Which means it's going to get really awkward at the end. of It's going to get really awkward at the end of the season because the fans are going to be pissed. If I yeah, hundred percent. But if I'm Andrew Barry. I will say it right now. I personally want Nick Chubb as a round. Yeah. If I'm Andrew Barry, I am absolutely not doing that deal. No. There's no way. Unless no. he's going to take an insanely team-friendly deal because we made it to the Super Bowl and lost anything so we can run it back one more time. Unless he does something bananas. Well, I, you know what I mean? Like, unless he's willing to pay. Well, I mean, technically, he does have two years left on his deal. No, I agree. But he's but, gonna, but it, going into next year, yes. that'll be the last year of the deal. And yes. nobody, player or coach alike, wants to play out on one right. year deal. It's a bad 100%. message, yada, yada. But, like, it, it, like, you do not, you get one deal. If you're a running yeah. back worth anything, you get one new deal. Yeah, you get one long term deal. Like, I could see the Browns, like, let's just assume Nick Chubb stays healthy and has a really super productive year like he has the last four or five years, however long he's been in the league. I could see the Browns trying to extend him on a short-term basis. The problem is is, uh, on a position like running back, you're looking for long-term security, which is not going to happen. Like The Browns are not – even this last contract, the Browns only signed him to a three-year deal. Right. And that's partially like it was a play by the player as much as it was the team because – 
as a running back, the the magic number is thirty, right? Yeah. You you don't sign running backs who who are because if you're after Nick, thirty, if you're Nick Chubb and the Browns are not willing to give you a three to five year deal like you're looking for, yeah. somebody else will overpay to get you. Uh, like if you're Nick Chubb, you're gonna get another. Nick yeah. Chubb will get another deal right. on it for a desperate. Right. But if he wants to win, or if he wants to stay in Cleveland, or whatever, it's gonna get it's gonna be weird. But if yeah. the Browns are gonna be like, hey, going into next year, there's a year left on the deal. We'll say, hey, we'll give you, we'll sign you to a two year extension. So that's like right. a new like this year plus two more. If he's willing to do that, then yeah. fine. But if he wants like four or five, right. But it, but then yeah, it's tough because all be... the way that they rig these deals, unless you get guaranteed money, then it's like those the last two or three year deals are all stupid funny money. Sure. You get cut later down the road, anyways. And so it's it. The and I tell you what, hundred percent. That is a weird job to have. NFL accountant and bookkeeper, like yeah. those are like those those deals are wild. But yeah. this is a, a tangent. But at any rate, like Zeke could be an interesting fit in Cleveland. Uh, Kareem Hunt, maybe a Saint, maybe a Colt, maybe a who knows. Yeah, I wouldn't turn him down if he wanted to come back. If all of a sudden, the interesting thing about like the interesting thing about Kareem Hunt was he he visited the Saints and then he didn't sign the contract with the Saints because apparently the Colts were telling him that they were willing to offer him more money, which is hilarious, by the way, given what they're going through with their star running back. Right. Like if you're well, the Colts, Jim Irsay is doing some weird. Oh God, Jim Irsay is doing some weird. Dr- yeah. Jim well, Irsay he's in the shit. upper quartile of the upper quartile and the. The, the the quartile of the quartile yeah <laughs> he is I don't even know if that's a word I, yeah he has said some bananas th- and I don't get me wrong I don't think he said anything that's like wrong no but it's a PR nightmare yeah like if you're the PR guy for the culture yeah. like Jim shut the hell up yeah, exactly like, <laughs> exactly I mean, well, you're Frank, keeping me up at night you're right well so so is Jerry down in in uh, with Zach Martin that the one of the best offensive linemen in the league yeah wants a new deal and again it's tough because like again if I'm a player and I produce above the value of my contract, I want to go get new money right now. Yeah. And GMs don't think like that. They say, hey, you signed a three-year deal for X amount of dollars. You get to, you made that bed. You get to lie in it. Yep. I'm looking at paying you for future value. Sure. Not what you did last year. Last year's gone. Goodbye. We're moving. Right. We're turning the page. So, like, I understand the fundamental disagreement. It's just it, it, you, you're in a weird position. So, unless you're somebody – who's willing to take a series of very short-term deals and roll the dice on the fact that you're going to stay healthy and productive. The like, Trevor Bauer angle. Right. Trevor Bauer, or, or like what a lot of basketball players do, like what LeBron yeah. and all these other guys have done. Yeah. They'll sign two-year deals. Keep your flexibility. Where it's a one-year deal with a player option for the second. Sure. And it's essentially a new deal every single year. And you yeah. get to, you know, renegotiate. So, like, you just yeah. can't – you don't see that in the NFL because – it's a different game. It's right. way it's, the physicality is just so different. So, yeah, uh, way way off in the weeds on that one. But yeah, uh, all that to be said, <laughs> I'm fascinated for week one against the Burrow or Burrow less. Yeah, we'll Bengals. see what happens. I it's and it's been very quiet with the Bengals since that injury. Uh, yeah, I mean Zach so Martin or um, who knows? Zach not Zach Martin. Zach uh, Taylor. Listen, excuse me, coach. Has said like uh, even if Joe Burrow was the quarterback of the Browns, I would advise him that I am not stepping foot on that field again, no. until I have that contract. Yeah, and if Herbert, whatever Herbert got, Burrow needs more. Because yeah, Herbert. Oh, is it, it's not well, the quarterback Burrow. Oh, and that it's like with with the with the contract thing, especially with quarterbacks, it's all a matter of timing. Well, that's that's why like, like the reason was, why these guys are getting more money is because they're you're getting more money than the 
the last contract that was right. given. Which is why if I was the Bengals, I'd be like, I would have signed Joe right. already a while That's ago. That's why it's, uh, the longer know, they wait, the more expensive he gets. they're a notoriously stingy franchise. I get it. Speaking as a Indian slash Guardians fan, I Ugh. understand. But, like, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. So unless you're really seriously willing to let Joe Burrow walk, which you'd be a moron to do, right? then you should just bite the damn bullet and pay the yeah. man. Yeah. And put this all to bed and move it's either on. it's either you it's either you you pay him now or you play the franchise tag game, which nobody likes nobody. and it gets really messy. And you and, ruin your relationships and it yeah. gets super awkward. Yeah, yeah I mean 100%. you don't want, you don't want to piss off your star your stud. You just just it's hundred percent. We've you've seen too many teams do that and it's now if I'm a team I am going to do that with a running back a hundred percent. Yeah, because they're a dime a dozen like what the Giants did with. Uh, with Saquon. Yeah, Saquon who wanted to play hardball and essentially ended up signing a deal for like this, another million yeah. maybe in, right. in 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 incentives. He 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 talked, And then the Giants can just do this all over again next year. Yeah. He talked Like if he and, has and if he leads the league hit. in rushing, they'll just slap the franchise tag on him again. I'm telling you. Running back is a running back important to a team? Yes. Yeah. Every single year you hear about some random fourth or fifth round running back who yep. pops off and that is now the new darling of the NFL. Kareem Hunt was yeah. that guy, third yeah. or fourth round out of Toledo. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? Third like, round. It's it's. And again, I'm not I'm not crying I'm not crying for Saquon Barkley. The dude's going to make eleven million dollars yeah, to play football not, this year. He's going to be fine. I'm, I agree. <laughs> but in terms of like NFL dollars, sure, I, I understand he wants more. Sure. Because here's the thing: at the end of the day, if you're a player, your job is to get as much money as humanly possible for your talents. And if you're a yeah. GM, your job is to get the most talent. For as little as humanly possible, according right. to your bank account, like it's, it, I understand the fundamental disagreement. It's just running back is just not the. You've seen it time and time again. Like the the Chiefs, who are one of the most consistent teams in the league the past couple years. Yep, they have done running back by committee for several years now because they've sure. invested in the quarterback position, they've invested in the offensive line, they've invested in the defensive line. Sure, because those positions are tried and true. Yep, if you can't win in the trenches and you don't have a field general on offense. You're going to have a bad time. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people can run the football. Not a lot of people can throw it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So before we get out of here, uh, what are your thoughts on the starters playing in this preseason game? What are you looking to get out of the starters? Stay healthy. Yeah. I don't give a crap about anything else. Would you – do you think it's a good idea to play Deshaun, or are you in the camp where just wrap him in bubble wrap and let's get to week one? I <sighs> – I don't like the idea of playing for one or two series. I think yeah. that's not enough time. Right. I, if you're going to play somebody, I want you to play them. It's so like pointless, like, yeah. So like, like, what's I, the point? I think weeks one and two are 100% for your backups to start figuring out your third and fourth string and who's getting cut. And then weeks three and four is when you start to really ramp up. Right. So I would not – Well, everybody, everybody else other than the Browns and the Jets only have three. True. So we have four because we have. The I whole forgot because they did cut down. The, the, that was part of yeah. the last. And uh, eventually, collection. it's going to end up cutting down to two because we are going to get an eighteen game regular season. Yeah, it's a matter. Eventually, of time. yeah, it's a matter of time. Probably a couple of years from now, but yeah. So, yeah. I guess, yeah, this week I would probably I would still not like to see starters this week. Yeah, I would like to see those the following two. Yeah. Um, I would say like week week in, in my mind this week no starters. Next week would be. Starters for a half, uh, final week starters for like three quarters. You know what I mean? Like, like hmm. ramp it up, or like a a quarter and then a half. Or yeah. I don't like. I, I don't think eventually, whatever way you ramp it up, you want to see the starters play the first half and then come out for the second half a little bit. Yeah, I could get just to go that. through yeah. that 
Like I just one or two series is not enough time to gain momentum or rhythm in yeah. any regard. So like I just think yeah. you're risking injury. So right. like the fact that like if Deshaun Watson comes out and plays one series, yeah. I mean there's a lot of quarter. I mean Peyton Manning's come out for a series to start a game and not played well. Yeah, you know, or 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 who pick your poison? Like, yeah. I don't know. A series or two isn't going to show us anything, frankly. Right. You know, I I I would rather just this week. It's let's still figure out your depth, figure out the re- the deeper parts of your depth chart. Yeah, and then starters next week. But again, I think that's probably what we're going to end up getting on Friday. They're going to play Deshaun's a series, play a series or two. Yeah, yeah. So maybe a quarter, I'm, depending on how it plays out. I'm a, I said series, and my phone. Oh, your phone woke up. Hey, yeah. what's up? Uh, Mine didn't because I have a better phone. A okay, phone. yeah, whatever. <laughs> Nonsense. Nonsensical jargon. Um, I, uh, I'm i very much team play your players in preseason. I don't like to live out of fear. Like, I don't like like I don't like to live out of fear of getting guys hurt. I get it. Like, you know, if Deshaun comes out on Friday and he ends up getting hurt, and let's say he, you know, God forbid, uh, you know, he's out for an extent. Like what happened with Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow was in a practice. It was non-contact. It was literally nothing that the Bengals could have done. Yeah, no, that's true. That's um, I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very, especially with Deshaun. Like, yeah, he played the last six games of the season, but this guy, this is a guy who's played a very, very, very limited amount of football over the last couple of years. This guy needs as many reps, as many live reps as humanly possible. So yeah, I agree with you. Uh, if, if you if if your plan is to have him play a series, don't even play him. Right. I want to see him play at least the first quarter. Uh, yeah. And again, I don't even like saying like first quarter because you never know what could happen in the game. Like right. you could say first quarter, but then like the Commanders could go on a sixteen play drive in the first quarter and eat up ten minutes of the no, first that's, quarter. That's true. Or you know, we get the football and. and yeah. Schwartz fumbles again, <laughs> you oh, know, God. who God love him, but he will find himself somewhere. Not in yeah. Cleveland. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. So, um, no, that's fair. I mean, I, I just, football is just, it's just so physical and so many yeah. things happen that True. at the end of the day, how much are we going to learn from a couple a series or two? I don't know. Yeah. What I think is interesting. And, you know, you were talking about kind of ramping up during the games. I actually, I, I don't think the starters are going to play very much in the third preseason game because that week is the week where we play the Eagles and we have the uh, um, the team is traveling to Philly and they're practicing against the Eagles all week. Oh, so okay. I think they're going to get way more work done in that than like the, the actual joint, like, game, like the joint, joint practices. And yeah. The game. yeah, I mean, that's yeah. honestly, that's a good point, too. So like, I wonder how much the starters are actually going to play in that game. So mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of understand them playing in this game. Um, So I don't know. We'll see. But, as you know, as whatever happens, as long as everybody's healthy for week one, Against Trevor Simeon and the Cincinnati Bengals, so that would be yeah. I mean, that would be good if we can if we can get a win over an injured the bench, Bengals. The benchmark, the bench line of the first quarter of the season, those first four games, my opinion is at the very, very, very worst. You have to be two and two with two of those wins come against the division. Yes, you have to go. It it for me, it's almost like that. And again, that Tennessee game, especially if you're looking, like we said at the beginning of the episode, if you're looking at the wild card, that Tennessee game actually is kind of important too. But it starts and ends with your division games. If we go two and two, and we go one and two in the division, I'm not going to be happy. 
Yeah. Ultimately, I would love for us to be, th- especially like you said, if Burrow doesn't play, that Bengals game has to be a win. It has to be. And then, and that could be different because I tell you what, if we end up, so if we if we do win that game, and now yeah. we're looking at that next, instead of a four game stretch, we're looking at three. Yep. Thinking, okay, win two uh, out of three, Pittsburgh and Tennessee yeah. and Baltimore. Yeah. If we do the, yeah, right. We just have to figure out, okay, beat Tennessee and then win one of the yeah. two divisional two out, games. Right. Two that out of feels three, way more manageable. If you beat Cincinnati week one, the next three is two out of three. The combinations don't matter. Just yeah. obviously, it would be great if, like, if you're if you're, if you're telling me I'm going to lose one of those games, it's the Tex- it's the Titans game. Correct. Like, start three and zero, three and one, three and zero in the division. Oh my god! Like, that's it. That, we're freaking out. That, that, we're partying. Yeah. We're bonging beers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Very true. Yeah. We're bonging nine nine percent vivaciouses. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, Browns play on Friday. Uh, did the Guardians end up winning or losing? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I will look that up while you yeah. stall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're pretty much done with the episode. Yeah, I feel, um, I feel but, like uh, yeah, Guardians play or Browns play on Friday against the Commandos. Uh, preseason game, great, wonderful, one nothing, cool, and Strong. I'm sure the Twins won. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> the uh, Browns play on Friday against the Commanders. Uh, we're supposedly going to see some uh, some starters. We'll see what happens. Uh, we're chugging right along here. September, what is it? I think September tenth. Uh, that sounds about right. Early September. September tenth is week one, so it's coming. It's a month away, so a month away from tomorrow. But uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, Ryan, appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, as man. always. Uh, good it. golfing today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, where can the fine folks find you? At r underscore Donathan. There you um, go. The tweets. The tweets. That's the, pretty uh, much the, it. the zeets. The z. Oh yeah. The no. The the. the uh, isn't that what they're calling the, it? Like the the, the x. Is that the, what it is? That I think what it's X? like zeeting or something. Zeeting. Like, that sounds like something obnoxious. I did when I was fourteen. Yeah, exactly. Hey oh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Hey, to the window. Hey. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, you can follow me at Daniel J. Ford. You can follow the show at the LOTL podcast. Steven will be back with us next week. And then uh, I got to figure some stuff out in September. Steve's going to Africa next month. Oh, casual trips. (laughs) Yeah. So he's he's going to meet the in-laws. And I am. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that is going to be wild. That's going to be fun, though. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's next month. So. Appreciate you guys listening. If you're still listening out there, love you guys. Uh, Yeah. So we'll see you guys next week. Um, And, uh, yeah. I I don't know what I was going to say. Okay. Bye-bye. Toodles. Toodles.